0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Join the conversation on the Ask Sharifa AMA Ask Me Anything, where Sharifa Hardy and expert guests answer your questions. Press 1 to join the conversation, where we discuss your favorite topics from love, family, politics, career, business, intuition, spirituality, and more. To be a guest on the Ask Sharifa AMA or for advertising opportunities, visit our website at AskSharifa.com. And now your host, Sharifa Hardy. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask Sharifa AMA. Ask me anything, ask me anything, ask my guests anything. We are here to answer the difficult questions and the easy ones. But before we get started, I'm going to ask you to do what I always ask you to do, and that is to post the show, tweet the show, send out a, a picture, a message on Instagram, text a friend, do whatever you have to do if your roommate is asleep. Go next door, knock on the door, wake them up, and let them know that Ash Sharifa AMA is live. Because what? Friends don't let friends miss out on the Ash Sharifa AMA. Now, if you're listening to the show live on your computer and you'd like to join the conversation, please feel free to give us a call at 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563-999-3603. If you're listening to the show on your phone and you have a question or a comment for today's guest, please feel free to press 1 to join the conversation in the studio. Now, today's guest is amazing. She comes all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. At least that's where she was raised. But we're going to talk to her about her book, Girl, Bye. We have author Naja Hall in the studio today. Good morning, Naja. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's bright
2: and early in L.A., but it's 11 o'clock here in New York, so how are you? Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, thank you for joining us. And everyone in L.A. always says that they're like 8 o'clock, Sharifa. I'm like, yes, you got to get up, get your day started. You know, you got (laughs) to start your day a certain way. If you don't start your day with a certain energy, the rest of the day is not going to be the same. So, Early bird gets the worm, Right. That's what I say. Everybody doesn't believe mm-hmm. that, but, but that's what I say, but you are an author, but you are so much more than just an author. You're an active member yes. of the AAFCS and the American Bar Association as a dispute resolution associate. So mm-hmm. but even with that said, most of, if I'm understanding this correctly, of what you, what started you out on this journey was a part of your personal journey Um Yes. with your children and your family and your blended relationships. So you're the founder of Blended and Black. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you came to found Blended and Black? Yes,
2: yes, yes. So I got my degree back way back when, 2003, in family and consumer sciences. Never had a clue that I would use the family aspect of it because I was using the consumer aspect of it, meaning I was a fashion buyer living in Dallas, living a little cute little high life making my little $50,000, I decided to move to New York to become an artist. I did not know what in the world type of artist I wanted to be, but um, I had some friends from Memphis that lived here like, hey, you can come crash on my couch until you figure it out. So I had like a lot of money saved up, thank God. I've always been a saver. And I came here, you know, I got in radio, I started acting. I realized from acting that I'm horrible at playing other people. And so <laughs> I started telling my own stories because I'm good at telling my own stories. So I've always talked about the things that were going on in my life. I started a, a popular web series on YouTube called Dating Debacles, which we've won a lot of film festival awards. I still do that. And, and I'm married now, but I still do Dating Debacles because it's my first baby. And then um, the blended family thing came up because as an artist, you know, you share and you paint the things that are a part of your life. And this is something that I never, ever, ever anticipated. I never thought that, as a matter of fact, I was adamant about not being with a man with children, or I didn't want somebody with a baby llama, or, you know, and not necessarily because of the kids. Actually, none of that had to do with children. I love kids. I'm everybody's auntie. But... I just didn't want to deal with the things that I had heard about from the other side, like, oh, my God, Um, you know, crazy, kid's mom or high conflict. Basically, everything that I had began to experience were the things that I wanted to avoid. And so what does an artist do? An artist talks about their pain. They paint a picture. And I decided very early on, like I've always had blogs. I have a a blog called MissNaja.com. Um, for single dating women and all that stuff, I, I've always talked about the things that happened in my life and made it into a platform. I, I just can't help doing that. And so it, it just, it was a natural progression. It's one of those things. I, I, I started blending in black because I fell in love with a father. He was a father before he was my love, before he was my husband. He was a father first. So I fell in love with someone with children.
1: That's how I started? I'm sorry. I said, that's how it started.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why I started Okay, so
1: yeah, let well, ask so, you this, because you, you know, that name, Dating Debacles, that was wonderful, and then you, you know, I'm like, yeah. tell me, I need to hear <laughs> some of these dating debacles, because that's oh probably interesting God. to me. So, I'm like, a little Southern happened? girl, right?
2: I'm a little country girl, and moving mm-hmm. here from New York City by way of Dallas to New York... Like in Memphis, growing up, we only had black and white. And then when I moved to mm-hmm. Dallas, you had black, white, and then if you looked a little bit different, a little bit different, they thought you were Mexican. But. When I got to New York, there was literally guys of every flavor. I'm talking about these fine Middle Eastern dudes, these Irish boys, these Dominican boys. Like, you know, it was there was just so much. And so I it was like a buffet. I was like, oh, wow, I've never been exposed to this. And so, I, you know, I'm a person that believes in, hey, <clears throat> you know, love doesn't have color, love doesn't have boundaries or whatever. And so I just started dating. But one thing I realized is that all men are the same. They might be wrapped mm-hmm. in different packaging, and all of them are the same. And I started to make, because I, I wrote comedy professionally for many, many years. Um, oh, wow. I started to make jokes about it, and I would just joke mm-hmm. to my friends. And they're like, hey, why don't you make this into a series? And my first series about my, my first dating debacles was about my debacle when I started dating a man that was uncircumcised. I had never seen, oh, wow. I had never seen experience anything like that in my life. Coming from the Bible Belt, men are circum uh, people, boys are circumcised when they're babies before they leave the hospital. And so up here, experiencing people that were Muslim or just different, well, not Muslim, Jewish, or different religious beliefs that did not support circumcision, I was like, oh, okay, wait, this is different. It looks different, <laughs> it smells different, and this is you know, it was just so different for me, and that was one of the ones that won an award very quickly, and I had gotten named comedians to come in and play the people that I was dating, so every guy that I would go on dates with would be like, all right, now, I hope I don't end up on a dating debacle, and more than likely, (laughs) they all did. (laughs) We um, We just won a film festival. We'll be out in LA in April, as a matter of fact, but we ain't no here to sense talk sense about sense. that. We're here to talk about blended and black.
3: We, we uh, here yeah, to well talk about whatever
1: that. you want to talk about. we we okay, here to talk okay, about okay. you and <laughs> the life of you. not hall. Okay. So, yes, if you okay. come out to L.A. and there's a, you know, a ceremony, definitely invite your girl out. We definitely want to come oh, and show I'm our okay. support. But, yes. No, I, need day. I need a date. I need a
2: date, too. So, yes, you can be my plus one.
1: Hey, hey, I'm there. I'm there. I got two yes, radio shows. Yes, I yes. host a morning radio show, a 9 p.m. radio show. We'll bring the media out, and we'll have some fun. Oh, girl. We'll have yes. some fun. We need to do it. We'll talk about you it. Yes. Yeah, we will. We'll, yeah. we'll, offline. Offline. We'll talk about that. Offline, but yes. I just have to say this. You know, it's interesting to me because I I had all my fr- When I was dating, all of my friends called me 51st Date. That was my nickname. Oh. They were like, Shreepa, you I- are just 51st Date. Because I always say that most women need to learn how to leave. Like, I've been married and divorced twice. I need to learn how to stay. I need to be like, okay, Ooh. this is the one. He's the one. Let's make this work. And so when I started right. dating again, I lined up dates. Monday through Friday, I had a date. Now, I had two dates on Saturday, two dates on Sunday. So my friends were like, you just go on one Day, like you don't even like. Oh, let me see him again. Let me. I don't need all that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm grown. Right, I know right. what I like. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know and what I know can't.
2: And you know he's not the one. You know. Exactly. It takes a lot for us women to get ready to go on a date. We got to do hair, yes. makeup. Some of us have to find babysitters. I got to put my yes. thanks on. I got like you know, have to do so much stuff. So if I'm gonna go out with you right. again and again I and mean, again, you got to be special. You have to be, guys. You don't have yes. to do that. All you have to do is pay. All you have to do is pay yes. but us. We, we spend, you, you guys think you spend a lot on dinner. This outfit, mm-hmm. hair, nails, right. makeup, all these things that make us look natural. The babysitter. These are things, right, a sitter. We don't consider any of that. And you know, like, so don't tell me what you paid for dinner and I won't tell you what my expenses were. So let's enjoy this time together. <laughs> if you make me like you, I'll go Why out last? with you again. And if Why not, you'll lasts? become a dating debacle. Cause you know, let me yes. find out you become a dating debacle. You're going to be a star. So don't play now. Yes. Don't play around.
1: I'm going a- I'm going to have to send you some ideas. I'll be like, Naja, girl, let me tell you what happened to me. Girl, and all of, a sudden, you. A
2: lot of my <laughs> A lot of my ideas come. Like, we have one that also has won festivals called the 40-Year-Old Rapper. And everyone oh, that wow. knows or has been out with a 40-Year-Old Rapper. Yes. And, you know, it, it just talks about, like, the sheer dumbfounded, the sheer nature of a person that's in this position, and then you trying to fall in love and date them. Like this guy would bust out with rap lyrics at the most inappropriate mm-hmm. times. Like it was, you know, everything mm. dating debacles is a comedy. It's a comedy, yes. and uh, we just shot one. Like I said, we just shot one last year. Some of my friends out in L.A. came down to do it with us, and and brought it back and packaged it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's just we just made it happen. Dating debacles, dating debacles won't stop. No matter where I am in that's life, funny. no matter what I'm doing, it won't stop. It's just. It's just, it's fun. You know, we have a great time on set. These actors get to act goofy and crazy. And um, and, and we get to tell some real stories. We mm-hmm. had one where um, my my girlfriend, I also let people guess right and star in episodes, since I don't star in too many of them anymore. Um, mm-hmm. My girlfriend talked about her experience with dating a black Republican who was a Trump fan. And, oh, wow. And, you know, people, and it, it, came, it, it happened to come LA, out. He wasn't in L.A., was he? Huh?
1: He wasn't the in L.A. The guy was actually,
2: yes, yes, this girl, yeah, he was in L.A. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. He
1: was in L.A. So, yeah, we, we find the inspiration for these stories all over the place.
2: And we try to do them to where they're politically timed or whatever's going on in the climate of the world. Uh, we try to mm-hmm. make them relevant and get them out when they're, you know, when, they're, when the story is hot and fresh. And so that's why we've always gotten to, like, garner pretty good numbers on it because it's relevant stuff.
3: Hmm.
1: No, I can yeah. imagine. And the one thing that, that is... Is similar between my little, you know, not that I made a show out of it, my 51st dates and your dating debacle is that it's like, it's about keep going and trying again, because I always tell people, you know, they call me 51st dates, but now I've been with the same guy for 10 years. And he was one of my 51st dates. No, seriously. seriously, He was one of my 51st dates. (laughs) And so then we we had another date. And another date and then he was just like, Sharifa, you're mine. And I'm like, No, like I'm having fun. I'm going out. I'm dating right. people. He was like, No, 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 none of that. And he just killed it for me. He he put his He's you know, like, I hey, tell people listen, I'm yes. about to
2: break this fifty first
1: date stuff, you need to stop. Okay. <laughs> stop let it what he let it did. go.
2: God God, did. Sometimes it takes and a good so man to it takes a good man to be like, All right, listen, let's stop playing these right. games, or let's do this, and you know that, that that's right. what it takes like I, I like I told you, um, I was a person that was adamant about not being with a person that had children just because yes. of all of my preconceived notions and the ignorance um I just never experienced it before, but when I met my husband i i i I did everything to to not fall for him because mm-hmm. I didn't know – I knew a little bit about what he was attached to and the baggage that he had come along with, but I didn't fully know. And, you know, I found out when it was too late, and I was already in it, like, oh, my God. But he was just such a great human being that I just did not see a choice. He's literally the best man that I've ever met that I'm going to meet, aside from my dad, but, you know. and that's
1: beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I say when you meet somebody – Everybody's going to have issues. Everybody's going to have baggage. We all mm-hmm. have a past. We all have childhood trauma that we're trying to cope with and still put on a happy face for. But when you meet you somebody that is helping you to be a better person and you see that they're striving to be better and they're not bound by their past, you'd be a fool to let them go. I'll tell any of y'all out there, I will tell you that. Because everybody's going to come along with some stuff, including yes. you, including me.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, preach, sister. I'm gonna come to your church. I'm gonna go to church of <laughs> Najah Hall because we are I'm preaching my, up here today. Church, I'm, yes. I'm gonna come. The only it's in L.A. though, the only it's in L.A. But I'll oh, come. Right, 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 right. These, <laughs> these women need to really hear this because your story and my story is so similar and this is from someone who you know I like you said you fight it and because you still looking for that guy you know some people I you know they're like I'm looking for the one and they need a note from God for this person to be the one but over Mm -hmm. time you just figure out that guy and like I was telling you with my guy he's a he's first of all he's a police officer and he's six five so when he was like enough it, it was like, I was like, okay, all right, because I wanted to go and have fun. And I tell people now I'm still waiting for him to mess up. Like, I'm waiting for him to mess up because, you know, I was mm. having fun online, and I was dating, and I was out, and now I got to sit home and, and be good and be nice. But that's a whole nother show. Let's right. get back to you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> because I right. did the same thing, though. I wanted, I had I was looking for a specific guy. I was looking for a specific type. And one of the things I did was, I, I just said, you did, I didn't want a guy with children. I didn't want, at least mm-hmm. young children because my children are twenty-two. Will be twenty-two and twenty-five this year. Oh, so I didn't see, want to start over. you've already done the
2: co-parenting thing. You're yes. done with
1: all that. Yes, you've been there, done right. that, girl, girl, girl. Right. But I have my reason for that though. The reason was because I'm I'm spoiled. I'm the baby. Even now my guy he he's like you're 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 just a baby and I'm like I'm your baby though, you know. But because <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to have to share time. I didn't want to share a guy's time with the with even with the kids. You know, I wanted this guy right. who could, you know, be about me and we could travel the world and I didn't have to, you know, on every other weekend have to be like okay, I'll spend this weekend by myself because that's his weekend right. with the kids. You know, and, and you that know was what? a deliberate I choice.
2: A, the, I never that was one of the things I didn't consider um with dating. Like I was I when I say I avoided guys with kids like the plague, I didn't know what it entailed because I had never experienced that. So I not only dated, met, fell in love with one with one with a guy with kids. He has not one, not two, but three. Three children. Mm-hmm. And they are younger children. They they're younger children. Um, we mm-hmm. live in a different city from the kids unfortunately and so we don't have the luxury of the every other weekend and uh, you know like just like any military family would that moves around a lot our situation is similar mm-hmm. and so we have to find different ways and mechanisms to make it work and mm-hmm. you know we we try we we definitely try but I see what you mean about not wanting to share time and I hear horror mm-hmm. stories I started a group called blended yes. black that's my like yeah it started off just as a ranting space honey like, literally, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I, some of the things that I had started to experience, not from mm-hmm. him, but from the things and the people that were attached to him, were just unreal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I did not know people could do such things. I did not know that. I, I just was so ignorant. I would hear the stories mm-hmm. again, but I didn't know any men that fought to thousand paid thousands of dollars just to talk to children. children. I had, you know, I just had never experienced stuff like that. I've, I've read stories, and, of course, I've seen it in all the gossip blogs about these rappers and stuff, or football players. You know how it goes. Someone so pretty right. mama wants $20,000 a month. I was like, girl. <laughs> right. I'm like, girl, you, what, what kid needs all that? And, but until right. I got in a situation with a man that makes a substantial amount of money and, um, you know, his previous family, was completely 100% solely supported by him. And when that Mm -hmm. family disintegrated, nothing to do with me, I did not know them when they thing was, you know, uh, in the wraps, when when it was dying.
1: Right. We're not going to blame you. When the family
2: was disintegrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, when the family was disintegrating, they were just having a very difficult time getting on the accord of, okay, how do we let go of these bad feelings? How do we co-parent and raise a child? And still, I see a lot of people. The reason I create Blended in Black, because I realized I was not the only one. Like, I'm a person Mm -hmm. that joined a ready-made family. This thing was already Mm -hmm. set up and well-oiled and dead before Miss Naja walked her pretty behind in the picture. (laughs) So, you know, what is my place? You know, I, I didn't know my place. I didn't know what I could do to help him. And what the first thing mm-hmm. I learned is, um, you know, I came in trying to be Captain Saver. I was like, I mm-hmm. had to sit myself down and say, "Girlfriend, you can't fix what you didn't break. You did not break these right. people, these children, this family. You didn't. You didn't have a hand in this. This stuff was already mm-hmm. uh, gone. It was already deceased before you got here. They were still suffering the devastating effects of divorce because divorce is like the death of a family. It's a devastating yes, it thing. Is. And you yeah. know, it. Have it, you, you? You said you've experienced
1: two, right? So you know, I'm going to share one of them with you. Yes.
2: Okay. Yes. and I love it, girl. I love hearing all these stories. You know, this, this is where I find my motivation now to write about, but
3: anyway, Mm
2: -hmm. just looking at the drawback of some of the things that happened, some of the things that I would have done differently had I been privy to all of the things that I know now, um, Mm -hmm. the way that I've turned my pain into a, platform, and now I've turned it into a profit, because I was I was like, I'll be damned if I sit by and watch certain things happen and not profit, and I have literally, between me and you, I have already clocked about 25000 just in digital sales from my master class that math. I wrote for moms and stepmoms, and, you know, I've, I was like, I'm going to make the price really low. I'm not trying to really make a lot of money from this thing, you know, and I wish I would have made the price a little higher, because people are like, <laughs> you are undercharging for this. I did a Tuesday yes. class. Um, it, I, I mail you a workbook, or you can upload the e-book. There is a video series that you can watch to go along with it. Every single day, I'm talking to you and like, listen, you got to get out of your own head, sis. And I'm pretty sure you like a lot of the stuff that I'm saying. You, you Sharifa, have experienced yourself and had a chance to go through the emotional turmoil and the ups and downs, but. Yeah, so that's that's where I am. That's why I created it. Blended in Black is on it's a Facebook group. It started off as just that. Me and ten of my homegirls and guy friends talking about our issues. Some people were step parents, some people with single mothers, um, there was some adult stepchildren that were dealing with um their childhood trauma from being raised in two different households that could not get along. And we were just being there talking and but you know, we were sharing a lot of private stuff, so I had created a public group and the public group in about a year and a half has grown to I think there's like eight thousand people in that group now, and they be going mm-hmm. in, honey, every single day. They, you know, the stories are heartbreaking. Some or some people will share happy stories like, "Hey guys, I was able to co-parent this weekend." But this is I was like, this is the type of stuff, the positive social media that we need. Or people mm-hmm. can come for help because a lot of people tell me, you know, like you know how our people are. We don't go to therapy. We'll mm-hmm. go to church and try to pray it away. Um, but we won't really go sit and talk to a professional. And so a lot of these people are coming to the Blended in Black support group just for just for emotional support and advice, and mm-hmm. they get it. I have a team of lawyers that I work with now. Um, there's a great marketing team that gets all the stuff out. We have a social media team. We have ambassadors that if a person is in a crisis that will go to them or call them to walk them through their process, you know, and all of the stuff is free. I just said, I want to be, I want to help and change my community, which is the blended family community.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. That's my feel. feel. Know that everything you said is amazing because, and I listen to you, and to me, listening to you, you are the perfect example of some of the things that I talk about. People always ask Mm. me, Sharifa, how do I get a large, you know, social media following? How do I get my group to have thousands of, of members? And I always tell people, mm. you, you have to understand that not everyone likes apples. Not everyone likes oranges. So be authentic to the things that you want to talk about. And if you are authentic, the people who about liking apples, the people who like apples are going to come to you, it's going to resonate with them, and then they're going to start talking. I mean, but it's just about speaking your truth and what's going on with you. So you're a perfect example of someone who just said, you know what, let's talk about it. And then 8,000 members later, this is the good that you're doing. Because whatever we're going through, there's somebody who needs that help and who needs that assistance. So like I said, Mm. I've been married and divorced twice. My my first mm. husband, was my kid's and father, and I... no, my my first husband was my kid's father, or is my kid's okay. father, and so a- immediately after that, two I after I, I, I left,
2: interrupt you, but you mm, sound, oh, you have a very young sounding voice, and I'm looking at your pictures, you look so young, I would not believe you had 20-year-old children. You just sound Everyone so youthful, girl. I, I can tell that you have lived a good life, when you don't say sound hey, I, like I, I, yeah, I know you have a very deep story. I know you do so yes, I know you could write a book. But you just don't sound a book. like you have been drugged through the ringer, like some of these people that I, I, I talked to. Oh you have. don't
1: sound like but it is, so you recovered. Book, thank, thank you. God for I received that. Okay, I thank do you. because my book is called From Laid Off to to Love and Life. And it talks hey, about my now. journey of how I was laid off six or seven times. And in the process of being laid off six or seven times, I went through two divorces, being homeless twice. Each mm. and every time I took a step and something happened, I would be like, Lord, you got a blessing for me. I know you got a blessing right. for me. What do you have plans? Each,
2: what do you have plans? Yes, because, this is because not, you have to. you like, I'm about to right, crash. I can't.
1: Right, because everything in the world is coming up against me. And so now when I talk to people, I understand and I tell them everything I went through wasn't for me. It was for you. Mm-hmm. It was for me to exactly. tell you my story and to let you know that you're not alone and that I can relate. So my second marriage, exactly. it was a blended family. And mm. But the, the odd thing about it was, it was it was a blended family, and everything that occurred, I would have never in my worst nightmares even believed that it could have occurred. Because when I mm. met my second husband, we met at work, we were coworkers. We had lunch together all the time. We just our, our relationship just evolved. And so we spent so much time together. I was always at his at his house. We had no drama. I spent time with his kids, met his kids, he met my kids. We had absolutely no drama. No drama. Wow. We, no drama. Until we decided so to get married. Right. Oh,
2: honey. And so that's what I had his the kids. fan, right?
1: That's, that's <laughs> what I learned. That's what I learned. And so because he had four children, right? And he One had mother? two children. No, he had three different women, but the the oh. two oldest were um 16 and 18. And to this day, I have never had a problem with, with them two or their mother because she was like okay. over him. You know, this was like her relationship right. was like, the women, you know. Let me
2: tell you something, ladies. When you are, oh, you know you're over him. When you don't have a problem with what that woman is doing over there. You are mm-hmm. over him. You're over the divorce. You're over how it ended. You you don't know, you're not bothered by this. Now, you know you're still bothered if you're still looking at this other woman's social media. You're still stalking her. Right. We don't want to call it stalking, but that's what we do. But it is. If you're still stalking, if this woman is still a topic of conversation, if you still bring up her, her name to your friends or to your ex, sweetheart, you're you are got to seek some help. You're not over it. Yes. you got to seek, you got to get some help. And seeking help is not a bad thing. I became a family life coach because I realized people wanted to talk to somebody that looked like them. Yeah. I'm a black woman from the South. Me being here in New York, if I was going to go find a therapist, it would probably be someone that looked like me because I would feel, feel like they could identify and be more compassionate with me and just understand my plight a little better. So like, I, I, I'm booked up now at least until June just with, with client sessions. Because people want to talk. So I'm going to tell y'all out there. If you're do. still holding on to this stuff, you got to seek seek some help. See, it's
1: not expensive. Seek some help. Paul, this, naja, it's cheaper Paul than Hall, a lawyer. Naja I'll tell you that. It's cheaper than a lawyer. No, lace no, front, no. Sis. It's right. cheaper than a lawyer. Okay, when they got to bail you out, then you're out of jail the, and you're right, bail. Than that's, that's what bail. I'm saying. Right. Because yes. you're going to do something crazy <laughs> that you don't need exactly. to do. So just avoid all of that. Go on Facebook, Blended in Black, talk to Nigel right. Hall, ask her for an ambassador. But that wasn't even the worst part. Let me tell you what happened. So okay, that well, was the, the mother of the 16 year and, and the 18-year-old. And their relationship was, was cool. 15 years ago. She was cool. So then he had a 13-year-old a by someone else. So I never I didn't have problems with her initially. Then he had uh, a son that was almost two by someone else. Again, we didn't have drama until we got married. When we got married, the mother of the 13-year-old who lived in in Orange County, California, decided her 13-year-old needed to live with his dad. He was having trouble, (laughs) and, and she couldn't handle it. So she dropped him off at our house and moved to Detroit. Now, mind you, his mother said he was acting up that he was having problems, that he, he didn't mm-hmm. listen to nobody. And this is the child, she dropped off with me. And I'm like, wow. So then the, the, the little baby, the mother, she was in love with, with my husband. She was in love. Mm. And she was like, why you didn't marry me? So when he got married, oh, because they had never no. been married,
3: poor, she poor refused
1: girl. to let him see her son, his son. So mm-hmm. he could not see his son at all then the mother of the everybody hit hit him with child support so he had been paying he had been paying but then all of a sudden when he got married i guess they was like oh now you a two income family oh i need my yep. money like, and, oh, my and, cut. <laughs> right right so we we dealt with that for a little while and then after a while we said you know what this this is too much too much and now even to this day you know he's one of my closest friends. I value his opinion. I value his friendship. But we got married too fast, too soon, amongst you know everything else that was going on, and we tried to become a blended family, and, and it just didn't work out. But I also think if we would have had a support group, you know, this is your fault, Najah. You wasn't around, right? Yeah, girl. So if I had is, you, and I blame
2: myself. You know what? I blame myself because this is some, and I'm gonna tell you some t- statistics. I'm sure you probably already know them because. You lived it, and you've become one of them. Seventy percent of second marriages fail. Number yes. one, because you probably have children from previous relationships, and people mm-hmm. can—you're you, not going to blend all at the same pace as you, as your family right. did not. Every you had all these outside factors. Um, now you know statistics mm-hmm. of first marriages. So if a first marriage is damned halfway, then a second marriage you don't stand a chance because now you have all these other heavy factors. That, that you right. have to take into account. And then secondly, it takes the average family five to seven years to be blend. Right. Five to seven years. It ain't going to happen one, two, three, four, like five to seven years. And that's when people are kind of trying. But if you have people that are high conflict, like you said, you had an ex that was in love with him that kept the son away. That means she was mm-hmm. a high conflict personality. So she ain't trying to blend. She was. She's trying to call it habit. She wasn't. She knew, that, yes. she knew that man didn't want her. She said, I'm going to keep you. You left us. Now, now I'm going to make you pay no sweetheart. That man did not leave his child, he left you. Get
1: that, right. understand. And this it. was Absorb a situation. That. Let me just say this too this was a situation where this, they, they made a conscious decision to have a child. They weren't in a relationship, they were seeing each other, but this was a woman whose 40s was fast approaching. And she was like, I want to have a baby, I want to have a baby, you're my best friend, let's have a baby. And so when they had the baby and they're not married, now she's like, well, this is my child. I was the one who wanted the child, but I need you to pay for him, you know? And I was like, wow. So it it was just so much, right, this was the situation. It was just so much going on, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, I got to pay some bills. So we do have to stop for a brief commercial break. Then we are going to be right back with Mrs. Naja Hall.
0: Are you looking for a unique way to advertise for free? Why not add your business name to the growing business directory at AskSharifa.com? It's absolutely free, and you can benefit from being part of the Ask Sharifa network. That's AskSharifa.com. Where else can you get free advertising for your business? Increase website traffic and generate more leads fast and easy. Don't wait. Space is limited to a first-come basis. Visit AskSharifa.com today and get listed now. When you need an expert plumber, you need JordansRooter.com. Get free estimates, 24-hour service, special discounts for seniors and veterans. That's JordansRooter.com. Have a home repair or some remodeling you need done? No problem. We can handle all that, too. Give us a call today at 800-300-0358. At Jordans Rooter, we take pride in our work and always make sure to get the job done right the first time. That's JordansRooter.com. We want to be your or Mr Fix It. Do you have questions regarding your business, marketing, career, finances, or love? Then there's just one place to go, AskSharifa.com. Her workshops and readings get you the help and understanding you need. Sharifa Hardy has the power and insight to unlock all of your problems. With amazing results that are unmatched by others, visit AskSharifa.com today. With over 20 years of experience working with clients in the areas of business and spirituality, she understands your needs. Her compassion is second to none. Schedule your private reading right now. Stop worrying about what your future holds. Get the answers you need today. That's AskSharifa.com. Will you fall in love? Is your career the correct choice? Are your finances in order? Get all the answers now. Give us a call right now at 562 Or visit us on our website at AskSharifa.com. That's AskSharifa.com.
3: Are you dealing with a health issue and looking for natural solutions, but honestly aren't sure where to start? I can help. My name is Sandy Chasteen, and I'm a holistic health coach. I use a combination of lifestyle transformation tools, including nutrition coaching, the use of essential oils, and basic metaphysical energy healing techniques to help clients discover the connection between their emotional and physical health and take action to heal and get back into balance. I love collaborating with other holistic practitioners to support my clients and lead a variety of events and classes across Orange County, California. Not local? That's okay. I'm available via Zoom and just a click away. Find me at www.sandychastine.com or give me a call at 949-439-7759. I can help you get started, so give me a buzz and let's get you on the road to wellness.
0: Are you looking for an amazing business opportunity? Visit AskSharifa.com. Get the financial freedom you deserve. Partner with doTERRA and change lives as well as create your very own business. That's AskSharifa.com. Get products that sell and that people love using every day. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 or visit us online at AskSharifa.com. Are you ready for your financial freedom?
1: are just now tuning in to this morning's episode of Ask Sharifa AMA Ask Me anything that you have missed out on the first 35 minutes of the show and it has been an incredible show. So you definitely want to listen to this show in the archives from the top of the show. Now if you're listening to the show on your computer and you like to join the conversation, feel free to give us a call at 563 3603 Again, that number is 563-999-3603, and if you're listening to the show on your phone and you have a question or a comment for today's guest, please feel free to press 1. Now, again, we are discussing so much today, mainly blended families and being blended in Black with author Naja Hall. So tell us a little bit, I know we brought you on the show to discuss your book Girl, by and because of my <laughs> yes. um, ability to get distracted, we was just all over the place. <laughs> but tell us
0: oh, no. of how you
1: got to, to. That's me. I'm sorry. That's why I give people an hour because I, I I wind up everywhere.
0: So let's <laughs> talk about
1: girl by. What's girl by?
2: Okay, so girl by is a master class for mothers and stepmothers. Any woman that finds herself caught up in. The drama and the drudgery and the havoc and turmoil that surrounds either loving a man with children or not being with your ch- kid's dad anymore. Basically, if you're the the bio mother or the stepmother, this is for you. I called it Girl Bye because Bitch Be Gone was not really appropriate and <laughs> I sell the book in churches now <laughs> as, as, a, as a church course. Uh, I like so, that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, 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 Bitch, Whatever, be gone. I was like, eh. Pray it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I uh, probably shouldn't use that one. So Girl right. Buy is basically, it's about the art of getting over it. It's not a kiss and make-up book. I'm not teaching you how to get along with this high-conflict stepmother or biological mother in your life because sometimes you're not going to get along with everybody, but it is right. a lot. And I know you know this from your own experience, Sharif, but it's a lot to hold on to that pain and bitterness and resent. This book is about teaching you how to fix yourself on your own part. You can't control the other party. I ain't trying to make you do that. This is about fixing you and making you the best mother, stepmother, whatever your position is that you can be. And finding yourself a lane. And, I, you know, we all I know we all hate being told, honey, stay in your lane. That's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. That's not a bad thing all the time. First, you need to figure out what your, your lane is. And then you make right. you have yourself some boundaries and you don't cross them. When others try to impede on your boundaries, that's when we have a problem. That's when you correct them. That's when you learn to respond accordingly. This book teaches you how to deal with high-conflict personalities because that's a lot of the issue in these blended families is, um, you know, dealing with high conflict. Or um, a lot of women have issues because of the man in the middle. The man in the middle. is There's a whole chapter dedicated to him. How is this guy that I am, that I have children with, that's my ex that now you're married to. How is he contributing to the to me and you not getting along, to us hating each other? A lot of times right. um, there's some tools in there that we can take back to our men to teach them, hey, listen, you're feeding into the drama by doing this, this, and this.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
2: uh, Girl By started off as just a workbook. Um, no, I'm sorry. Girl By started off as a novel. But I said, you know what? Instead of me talking at these women, let me bring them in the work with me. I said, because I had, you know, I believe in therapy. I believe in therapy. I became a coach so that I could help people in the same way that therapists have helped me. And I said, let me, a lot of people might not have the resources or the time or even know that they need therapy. I said, but let me write this and package it really pretty and give it a catchy name so they can come in and get this work. You're going to get this work. You're going to be helped. You're going to be challenged. There's a chapter where you have to say the woman's name like for example sharifa you said that there was your your ex-husband one of his kids moms she was nasty foul filthy to you you probably had
1: some cute little pet names for her didn't you
2: I mean, did, didn't you you probably had some cute little names that you probably like to call her right so you
1: trying to make you trying to make me go back into that space that. I, i'm not i don't i 2003 i'm i can't go back to that space no want, more okay, i spent okay. a lot of money and time in therapy trying to forget uh, these uh, people Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. See, I, I, no, okay. I'm sorry. it's okay. I ain't
2: trying to go on no landline. But so for a no, lot no, of us, now I'm, curious you now I'm thinking, it. like,
1: what did I say? What did I call these But people? a lot
2: of us don't really call these people by their guy, their government given, or by their names or how they want to be acknowledged. Because we have to dehumanize mm-hmm. these women. We got to dehumanize right. one another because it makes it a little bit easier for me to cope by calling you. But I'm not going to call you, let's just say you were my my husband's ex. I'm not gonna call you Sharifa. I'm gonna call you uh, mm-hmm. that that chick. That's me right. minimizing you as a human being and as a woman, not respecting your position. Right. You are a mother. You are a person that had a relationship with somebody that I now love. Um, you still have the struggles of being a single parent. You know, like that's that's me taking all that away from you. And so there's a there's a piece in the book where I make these women acknowledge one another. You don't have to do it to her face, but you're humanizing this person. Therefore, you can have compassion for her. If I see Sharifa as human instead of that chick, when Sharifa acts out or cuts me out or threatens me, I said, you know what? This woman is in a lot of pain, and I'm going to show her human decency and compassion. I'm not going to cut oh, wow. her back out because I know she's had a rough childhood that is translated into her adulthood. I know she suffers from certain things that she is not getting worked on, but I am. So who am I to attack a sick person? Me fighting me fighting a woman who I know has issues is like me fighting a person in a wheelchair that's handicapped. You know, I, I got too much integrity mm. for that. So the book challenges you to, to see this other person as human for what they are and for what they are not.
1: That's deep, though. I mean, most, yeah, girl, most people. It's, it's like and therapy. And when I say you know, most I say people. people. But us people, us. When I say okay, first most people, because first most people is the general population. But then when you yeah. start taking talking black women, black women for them right. to even think about the other person, the other black woman, or she may be of any other race, but the other woman, you know, mm-hmm. the other woman being entitled mm-hmm. to, you know, be a person respect. or to have views in respect. Right. I mean, that really is deep. I, I applaud that, but I really like the there's section sh- on the man the book in the middle. In
2: order- Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, like you said, we we find it easy to dehumanize. So there's an entire section where I make, it's a workbook. I had to turn it, like I said, it started off as a novel. It's become a workbook because I wanted women to do the work. There's a section in there mm-hmm. where I make you imagine what this woman's day is like. Walk me through a day oh, in wow. her life from what you know, from what you know about her. What For you, the limited that you know about her And if you don't know, then imagine it Paint a picture of this person being A woman, just, you know, she looks in the mirror In the morning, just like you do, she checks out her cellulite She puts on her makeup, she checks her <laughs> social media She does the same thing you do, sis But this person has Other issues that she's battling, she's not conquered Them yet
1: Right, but then and the thing so, I think that we, we really Forget is that, think about It like this, this is a mother Right, and as mothers mm-hmm we don't we don't even necessarily trust our children to go to daycare you know we want right. to go into the daycare okay let me see where my baby is going to sleep let me see what you feed wow, in my baby yes. and so often mm-hmm. when the, the the father gets into a new relationship we lose that ability as a mother to go even go into the house and say okay where is my baby going to sleep what is my baby going to eat why? you know we
2: you know mm-hmm. why you don't need that and you're a mother. You know why you don't need that, mm-hmm. because the only person that loves this child more than you do, and I know some women out there, mothers would be like, you? What do you mean? Only person that loves this child, you know, the same, if not a little bit more, whatever, is you, is this child's father, especially if this father is involved. So this is where right. you have to let go and say, I don't have mm-hmm. I cannot control this other household. Because me, I'm a second wife. Um, unless we have a rapport and you have shown me respect and I show you respect, you're not welcome in my home, but that's for anybody. That's for anybody. So if you're a high conflict ex thinking you're going to come in my house and with your white glove and check for dust and, um, across my home, that's not going to happen. That's not, that's, you're not welcome. You need to trust that your child's father has put them in a safe environment and has chosen a partner that will, um, help them that will help him with his parenting duties, Mm -hmm. that will help him. Now, stepmothers can be out of line when they start saying, oh, I want you to call me mama. Like, we've had some cases like Mm -hmm. that, which I I do not. Like, that's just, you know, that's a woman that is is taking this thing way too far. You know what I mean? But in a lot of circumstances, this, this second wife, she simply just wants to love this man that's in her life. Like, let me right. just love him. I understand he comes along with kids. I, I'm going to be nice and cool when they're here, and I'm going to show them love, the same love that I have to show when I send my kids away to be with their dad. Right. So I think it's a lot, you know, it's about letting go of the control. It's about yes, letting it go is. of the control. Mm-hmm. But that's not even no, you're not easy
1: go... as a parent, though, because sometimes no. mothers, you know, are even more, you know, we can be you upset with a parent. father. You know, right, even even with him not having someone else. This could be a father that I'm married to, that I'm in a house with, that you know what I mean, that he's there during our relationship. I, I may yeah. not like the way he feeds the baby or he doesn't know how to change the baby's diaper, or why does he right. allow the kids, you know, they twelve and they having um hot Cheetos for breakfast, you know. So as a mother, you know, we're the ones who are always like, for the most part, you know, and I'm generalizing here, but we're like, okay, no, you need breakfast. You need to have a, you know, where's your sweater? Mm-hmm. You know, these are things that mothers You're like, mothers wait a minute, I'm do. so nervous because he
2: he let little Junior bump his head because he was playing PlayStation. If you know what type of father this man is, you you know what type of dad right. is when he was with you and when he was not
1: with
3: right. you. One
2: thing I'm going to say is, man, you know, people don't really change.
3: Too,
1: too much. true. True. Preach that. They don't really
2: change too, too much. Like, for example, it was one of my clients and she's giving me permission to tell this story. That's why I'm sharing it. Um, She mm-hmm. came to me. She said, I'm so pissed off because my son's father shows up 30 minutes late to every uh, drop-off, every pick-up and drop-off. Mm-hmm. He shows up 30 minutes late. I'm so pissed off. Like, I feel like he's disrespecting me. I said, well, why? Mm-hmm. Why do you take it as him disrespecting you? I said, well, Let's talk about this. I said, has he always been, I said, disrespect is when he's intentionally trying to hurt you or he is right. not paying attention to how you feel. I said, well, has he always been a punctual person, but now he's trying to make you pay um, for something? She was like, girl, he was late to his own graduation and he missed his <laughs> grandmother's <laughs> repast because uh, he wow. was late. I said, so wait. I said, so this man that was late to his grandmother's funeral, he was late to his own graduation. You mad cause of he's being late with you? I said, sis, this is not about you. This is who this man right. is as a, as a person. I said, and y'all were in a relationship for a while. Did you try to help him with his punctuality? Yeah, but nothing worked. I said, so you think you're gonna, you are going you could not help him while you were in that man's bed, making his food right. in his house, in his face every day. You are not gonna be able to help him when you're outside of the house as an ex. I said, so exactly. we have to start working on you and how you see this thing. We got to make you different because he ain't gonna change. He ain't I gonna change. That. He's gonna be I love that. So, I said, "How can we?" I said, "Let's find some tools so you're not pissed off every Friday and drop off and Sundays at pickup. Let's let's just let's just make some tools for that." And so she and I came up with some tools to help her.
1: Yeah. But that's beautiful. You know I mean, I love the way I, you know what I love is that you Take you make people take responsibility, and that's what's so be wrong. Sometimes man. is that people don't want to be accountable for their role and their part and yeah. what's going on. You know, I, I have yeah. my kid, my kid's father. Right, like we don't get along. Let's just say that he's not a very nice uh-huh. person in general. Okay. but I've never issues, said right. yeah, I never said a bad word about him to his children because. I knew that he, I knew who he was. And I know mm-hmm. my children are intelligent. So I figured in my right. little mom mind, I said, eventually they're going to see who their dad they is. And I remember, right. you know, when my, my son came to be about 20 or he's about 20 years old, he's in college, he's at Cal State Long Beach, and he was, he was mad. Hey, he me one day shut up, He, said, he said, Yeah, that's my baby. He's going to be a civil <laughs> rights attorney. But he said to me, he said, he said, Mom, how could you have even been married to him? And I said to him, Ooh, I said, right. I said, I told him, I said, so I could have you. That's you and your That's sister. It. That was what I got of it. That was the blessing that was here in the midst of everything else. My, when I, when I, and I tell this quick story to your listeners, this is, you know, I'm a business consultant and I'm also a spiritual advisor. I'm an ordained minister. Okay. I help people with every aspect of their life. But I always tell people this. When I, when I left my first husband, it was 2000, like 1999, 2000. The mm-hmm. reason that's important is because those were the pager days. We didn't have, even have cell phones to go through, we didn't have Facebook to check. But when I left, my spirit told me, is he not right? The things that were going Something on, is not he's not right. Not right. So not his, his, he, now my ex-husband has four children, including mine. He has one that's nine months to the day I walked out the door and I didn't know Wait. that until I was, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. oh Lord. I It'll walked out the door nine
2: you know, months later.
3: His you know, daughter was man, born. I just, I try right. to
2: take up for you and you go do stuff like this but, all the
1: time you do. Right. And so I found out so much more, you know, he had always been up to his different tricks and shenanigans, but that doesn't bother me. What 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 lesson I got from that and the lesson that I try to preach to everyone now is trust you. Trust what you feel. You don't need to see him in the bed with another woman. Your spirit, what you know of this person is going to tell you something is not right. Trust that. Stand on that, Thank and I'm you. not saying leave or walk out the door, but trust it. Pay attention to it. Notice what you notice, because a leopard doesn't change his stripes, and you, you'll see it. Whether you see it in his phone, you don't have to snoop. I've never been a snooper. I've been a prayer, right. and I ask God to reveal it to me, and he has always revealed what was hidden He's to me. He's revealed
2: it. Like, look, it's time to let this, it's time to let it go. Let yeah. it go. This and land when he is no longer it, yours.
1: And when he reveals it, then I, I have to go back to my other favorite, my my favorite, Dr. Maya Angelou. And she said, when someone shows you who they are, believe, believe them. them, baby. I always
2: tell when ladies, they show said, listen, you. We, they say, oh, women got this women's intuition and this sixth sense. Honey, that little feeling in the pit of your stomach is not gas. Okay? You yes. know. You know that yes. man isn't rap. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just. It's just one of those things, you know, sis, where we as women have to take accountability for our poor choices and our bad decisions. And some of us made the decision. We were not forced into it. We made the decision to have a child in unstable relationships. Or some of us said, you know what, we got a bad marriage. Let me just pop out a baby. Girlfriend, that's that's the oldest trick in the book, but the worst one. That's the dumbest thing you could do. Doesn't
1: work. Yes.
2: Doesn't work. A baby yes. is going to add, uh, the stress of a baby is going to add more stress to an already broken or, or damaged situation. Poor decision. Don't right. do it. I see a lot of women right. very and then, angry. And go ahead, sorry.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. But I get excited to talk about this topic because I don't really, you know, get always get a chance to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that happens with the baby when you try to have the baby to save him is you just gave him an excuse for you to stay home. Right. He like no, right. my wife couldn't come cause she at home with the baby. Mhm. Right. Yeah. Now you can't move around. That's what my my ex right. husband. That's why I think he wanted. I think he wanted me to have ten kids, so I wasn't going anywhere. I'm like, no, I'm gonna take these two he was with me and you keep you pushing. Barefoot
2: and pregnant. Mm-hmm. And he was gonna be out in those streets.
1: That's where he was. That's where and he was. And what? And Not
2: to. One thing that I want to touch on that you I'm mentioned. Open you book. said, you know okay, you said that my kid's dad was just not a very fair person. He wasn't a good husband. Um, probably not necessarily. You didn't say this. These are my words. Now, you you know, maybe not mm-hmm. the most involved father. And your children even got to the point to where they're like, wait a minute. Um, your son even was like, wait a minute, Mom, something ain't right. Yeah, my so daughter a doesn't
3: lot talk to you.
2: Okay, so your daughter is estranged from him completely. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times we as women have to learn how to look at these issues that these men come along with. And right now one of the big things that I'm talking about, and I'm developing another book on it, is childhood trauma. Childhood trauma Mm -hmm. is something as small as being bullied to something as Mm -hmm. massive as being molested. Um, Mm -hmm. Divorce, a black woman came up with a scale for childhood trauma and a score to see where you score I wrote a blog Mm -hmm. on it, and since I read it, I've just been interested in so much. Like, you get one point if your parents were separated or divorced, and there's like Mm -hmm. 14 questions on there. One of my clients got a 14 because every single thing on that childhood trauma list they had, and, you know, it's just, I was just like, wow, you know, some people are very resilient. Some people are very Mm -hmm. resilient, but some people are carrying that around to them to this day. So, you know, I was like, you're... Your kid's dad, for example, um, he was traumatized, and it seems like both of your children, you know, they probably suffered some sort of slight trauma, even just being disengaged because they had to disengage from this man. Mm-hmm. You know, just from that. So us as women, well, let me just tell we are got to learn how to start asking these questions. we got to ask questions, y'all.
1: Right. But we, we're going to run out of time. So I, d- I just wanted to get this point out. And definitely thank you. I'm mean, going to thank you a couple of minutes. But I want to get this out because you made an excellent point. My son, I think, was probably traumatized the the most. Uh, my daughter, she was, was like older. whatever. But yeah, yeah. But but my one of my my their father's problems is he basically is an undiagnosed alcoholic. He loves to drink. He was always oh, drunk. Okay. So my son, you know, I say undiagnosed because if you ask my ex husband if he was an alcoholic, he will tell you no. He'll but say no. He drinks and okay, drinks and drinks, no. and drinks and he, drinks. He, he, but alcohol, yeah, right. He so my son will not take a sip. My son is 22 years old. He's like, I will never have a drink ever in my life. And I, and so I had I to tell his son, it's son, it's not the alcohol, it's not the liquor, all things in moderation. I said, but what you have to do is release the anger and the pain associated with your dad. I said, because let me tell you what they call people who are mad and angry at the world. And he says, what mom, what right. do they call them? I said, they call them prisoners. Okay, so yes. if you go to any prison in America, jail's full of people who are mad at their parents, their childhoods, and everything like that. Yes. And yes, it is their parents' fault, but you're still a prisoner. So I don't mm-hmm. want you to be a prisoner in your mind or in the world. I want you to, to be able to let go of that hurt, let go of that pain, love your father, forgive your father, and don't let the choices and the decisions and the actions of your father ruin your life because they say the sins of the father are revisited upon the son. And that's not what I want for you.
2: Exactly. That's a beautiful thing. You're teaching him that to let that go. And we, we have to have the tools to teach our children and ourselves too.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now we have about two minutes. So I always allow my guests the opportunity to reiterate, repeat, or just introduce any information you really want our listeners to take away from
2: this interview. Oh my goodness. So I uh, hopefully you all have been listening all the time, but if you haven't, I'm family life coach, author, speaker, your homegirl, Naja Hall. I created Blended in Black, which is a platform for people in broken, mended, blending family situations. If you grew up in a single parent home, this is for you. If you are married, uh, this is for you. If you are going through divorce, remarriage, if you're a stepchild, all that good stuff, this is for you. And it's not only for black people. We are an all-inclusive platform. I want to help you. I want to give you support. I want you to come in this space and this community and help some of the people that I cannot possibly reach because everybody has a story. Everybody's connected. And we all owe it to our fellow man to come in and try to make one another better. So join the Blended in Black community. You can go anywhere online and just – type in Blended and Black, and you can connect with us on every single social media platform there is out there. If you join every one, then we make sure that all the information um, is different. And Facebook doesn't have the same stuff as Instagram. Instagram doesn't have the same stuff as Twitter. So follow us, wherever, whatever your favorite platform is, because we're probably there. And if we're not, send me a message, and I will add you. And if you need to reach me, email team at Blended and Black blendedandblack.com. Just email me or just look for me anywhere online. I thank you guys for listening, Sharifa. Thank you for the opportunity to my publicist, Brandy McKinney out there in LA for doing all this work for me. Thank you for helping me spread the word and I just appreciate all you guys for um, letting us, let let me get these folks this work because y'all gonna get this love and this work out here today.
1: Thank you for delivering the word. Thank you for delivering the word <laughs> yeah. today. I'm going to the church of Naja Hall because we're having some church right. now. up in here today. So I want to thank you for being a guest on today's episode of Ask Sharifa AMA. Thank you. Thank you, you are so much. I'll see you welcome. when I get to LA. Hey, don't forget, we Facebook friends now. Don't forget, hit me up, inbox You me. mind now. now for. That's right. I got a new home, girl. I love me some Brandy, too. <laughs> Kisses to Brandy. So everyone who has tuned in, if you want to be just like Najah Hall and be a guest on Ash Sharifa AMA or for advertising opportunities to play your commercial, please support all our advertisers and check out all of their services. But visit our website at AskSharifa.com. We will be back tomorrow at the same time, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And with that, we are out.